Hello, it's Emmanuel here, and um, I just wanted to give you a little update on where I am with my podcast. So I've I've managed to do two more. Um, one was with the amazing C, who's a very uh, talented up-and-coming um, YouTube film reviewer, and um, I won't say any more than that, but um, it's fascinating, um, really interesting, in an area I know absolutely nothing about. I have to say. Um, And my second um, podcast um, came out of the blue, really, because I decided I'd I'd take myself off for um, a weekend, or rather a day of pampering and and making myself feel good, and um, hopefully knocking a few years off my my face. It didn't work, but it was very nice at the time. I have to say, a lovely massage um, and swim and all that sort of thing. Anyway, I was coming out of my session and I bumped into Stella. Now, Stella and I, we sort of have a little history, what we did have back in the 90s, when we were both sort of into clubbing. Well, I say I I was into clubbing, I wasn't really into clubbing. I just, you know, used to go and hang out with young people, really, you know, used to make me feel good. And I quite liked the music. And um, yeah, Stella and I had some good times. Um, anyway, she's more or less, you know, transformed her life from, from being a, a clubber who was clubbing every weekend and burning the midnight oil to um, to being a very knowledgeable nutritionalist. And so, you know, we, we, we got talking about that. So it was a really interesting, um, really interesting meet, I have to say. Um, there's something I need to address as well. Um and one or two people have, have, have noted the fact that, you know, on Vita Anima, it's got Emmanuel and Declan. And obviously you're all familiar with me, um, but you've not met Declan. And, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, Declan's not in a place where he's able to do very much. And, um, you know, it's quite sad, actually. Um, uh, but, you know, I haven't had the heart to remove his name from from you know, Vita Anima, because, you know, he was 50% of what this was going to be. And um, he's not in a position where he can actually contribute anything. So, um, but I've not been, um, I've not been able to remove his name, because I, I just don't think he's in a good place. And I just don't think that's fair. Um, but as and when he's back up on his feet, and he's uh, rearing to go, um, there will be contributions from Declan. So just watch this space anyway. Um, yeah, and everything, everything else is, you know, tickety-boo at the moment, you know, tickety-boo. Um, you know, I can't believe a year's gone, nearly, and we're, we're rapidly moving towards that festive time um, when I really can't stand it, to be honest. Um, you know, and just lock myself away and hibernate. But, you know, once we've passed the, the shortest day, I always feel a bit of sense of relief that's over and the days are getting longer and I've got something to look forward to. Um, so, yeah, anyway, without further ado, here is the amazing Stella.
Hello, it's Emmanuel here, and I happen to be in the most fabulous health clubby gym type thing. Now, um, you know, don't worry, I haven't taken up Keep Fit or, you know, whatever. Um, I have had rather a lovely pampering session. Um, I got myself a facial, um, and I don't think it's made any difference. I still look like an old bag. But, you know, it was lovely, and so was the pool. And it just turns out I bumped in to an old, fl well, I say flame. I mean, I don't know whether we were flaming. We were flaming stupid, I think. But um, I bumped into Stella. Um, hello, Stella. Hi. It's good to see you after all this time. I know, I know. I I, I can't believe that, that our paths crossed. Um, anyway, we got talking, and it turns out that... that well, I, I'll fill you in on a little bit. We, we, we used to go clubbing, didn't we? That's right, yeah. And, and where, where did we go clubbing? Because I can't even remember the names. I was so... Um, Pennies, Tintins, Bakers. Uh, yeah. And, the Birmingham clubs at the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're back in Birmingham, and I should say that I used to come here... Um, clubbing in in those days um, I, I can't really go into why because um you know it's but but i did and i i felt probably i wanted to go to somewhere different you know i mean london that was a bit tired the scene and i think coming out of out of london gave me you know also no one knew me and that was quite good being you know um someone that you know no one knew anyway um stella and i we used to go you know, we used to bump into each other, didn't we? And we, we sort of did all-night raves. Well, I can't really remember much about that, to be honest. But um, anyway, um, so it turns out that, that both me and I survived those years. I mean, how did you survive those clubbing years? Well, I think just really being sensible afterwards, making sure that you rest and eat. Because the thing is, when you're staying up all night, it can take a toll on your body with no sleep. People are often have after parties, going back to people's houses. Yes, um, I do remember a few of those, and of that, and there was, and and you know, you sometimes forgot to hydrate, yeah. you forgot to eat anything other than it you would know take chocolate. Three days to recover, and then you're back on doing it again. I know. Well, I mean, I I have to say, I, I wasn't necessarily quite so um, you know frequent, but you know, um, yeah, it it, it, it took a toll. It was yeah, like definitely. running a marathon. Yeah. Now. Now, it turns out... Now, I'm not going to go on about Penny's main career, which was working for Her Majesty's government. And, um, you know, we're not going to go there because that's, that's, that's quite boring, actually, isn't it, oh, really? Very, very. <laughs> very boring. But it did give you a pension. Yes. And, um, you know, and it, it did tide you through. Um, yes. and, and, you know, let's not knock it. Yes. Um, but the thing I'm interested in is actually that Penny went from clubbing and sort of, you know, not really bothering about, you know, eating and whatever, to becoming a nutritionalist. And I want to know how that happened. I mean, that's quite a big jump, isn't it? Well, part of the clubbing, I was still going to the gym and I was still running and I was it wanted to enter a marathon. And then I'd seen people doing these carb loading parties, pasta parties, and I used to think, what, what does all that mean? Well, that does, yeah, I mean, I've got no idea. I mean, what the hell is a pasta party, for God's sake? I mean, seriously, it doesn't sound very interesting, <laughs> does it? No, it's not. Come round to mine for a pasta party, <laughs> lovely. Um, so, so, what was that? What is that? And well, why'd you do it? Well, it seemed to be that to be able to sustain the 26 miles, it's about making sure your body's got the maximum amount of carbohydrates in it. So often 
what people do is starve their body of the carbohydrates for a few days leading up to a marathon and then load it high with lots of pasta, lots of bread, all the carbohydrate type foods to then give you the energy to get through the, the marathon. So, so what do you eat if you don't eat carbs before then? Are they on protein? Is yeah, that, that be protein. So it would be like meat if they eat meat yeah, or, 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 fish you know, or eggs supplements. or dairy or something. Yeah. So you, you, it's basically protein, 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 and then... Because the principle of it is if you deplete your body for a few days before, then you can load it with the glycogen stored into the muscle ah. that keeps you going through the so marathon. is that, that what gives you the energy? I know carbs turn into... Sh- is that sugars? Is that right? I mean, well, I don't all, know. All carbohydrate breaks down into a simple sugar called glucose, yep. and then that converts into energy, and if you don't use it, it turns to fat. That's why ah. people have a lot of carbohydrate foods put weight on yeah if you're not active yeah you're not burning it off so it is about having the right amount so that's where I started studying it because I was quite interested and I think most people who go to the gym have an interest in healthy eating anyway so well you say that but I I don't know some people seem to be just doing the gym and then going off and having a big mac you know Um, but I, I think I'm with you yes I think consciously most people are thinking about how to eat sensibly. Well, big guys often think about the protein, don't they? Sorry. Oh, God, if you're bodybuilders, yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, oh, I've never been a bodybuilder. Even, even in a normal gym, you often see guys carrying protein shakes around. But you can only convert so much protein to muscle. So it's no good taking loads and loads because you're not going to get more muscle. No, because you're not only your body's only going to take what it needs, isn't exactly, it? So the rest yeah. of it's going money down the yeah, drain, really. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, so... The nutrition got you hooked, if you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you were going to run a marathon. You did do a marathon? I have done several marathons. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. I never knew that, yes. Stella. I mean, looking at you on the dance floor, I never would have thought <laughs> you were you were a marathon runner. I mean, you were pretty good on the dance floor, I have to say. Um, it's that energy to keep the yeah, energy well, going. Isn't you it? did keep going, I know. Yes. I know. And, and so, so you've done several marathons. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and what was that like? Because I... I can't even envisage it. I mean, it's, you know, I can't even run to catch a bus. The first 20 miles are fine. It's the last six that feel like doing the 20 all over again. Each time I've done one, I always found that last part of it was the big struggle. So that's really like a brick wall. You hit a brick yeah, wall. Definitely. And, you know, um, do you find that you just, you know, you lose momentum or you just... Your legs go like jelly and you've just got no more energy left. And if you stop, it's fatal. You cannot stop. You've got to keep going, even if it's a bare shuffle. Because once you stop, you just can't get going again. No, I mean, you collapse. from before. See, if you need yeah. to just shuffle, you can keep going. And wow. in the last few miles, you get the sort of energy because usually the crowd's there cheering you on. Well, yeah, there's... A, I mean, one would hope there's crowds along the way. Yeah, um, yeah. And if it's a big event, which most marathons are, I mean, right, you know, yeah. um, wow, that's incredible. I mean, I never knew that about you. I mean, well, I never knew very much about you apart from the dance floor <laughs> dance and, floor, yeah. you know, well, we won't go into the rest of it. But, you know, um, yeah, that's fantastic. So, so from there, that was kind of what got you hooked, because I understand now that you are a nutritionalist. That's right, yeah. And part of what explain to me what that is, because, I mean. It's very vague. I mean, I know. I don't know. I know what nutrition is. 
things, but I mean, what does a nutritionalist do? Well, when I started off, I asked if I could work in the gym because I was still doing the government job at the time. So I was going to do it part time just to see people. Assuming again, people wanted to know about running a marathon or doing an uh, endurance event. And then what I found is that people would come to me and say they'd got um, irritable bowel or they'd got headaches or they'd got eczema or they'd got acne or all different conditions that they suspected might be a food that they were eating. I knew someone who did uh, um, allergy testing with the machine that I then found out about and bought, purchased myself. So then I started to test people. Um, so they would come to me, say, covered in eczema, or they would come to me with a bloated stomach or the toilet problems and say to me, could I then test them to see if there was possibly a food? So I would check that, but also look at their diet and see what their diet is. So as a nutritional therapist, you're looking to improve someone's diet, really, to see if they're tired all the time are they getting enough of the right nutrients so i take it then you you had to do quite a bit of studying because it's not something you can suddenly think oh i'm going to be a nutritionalist um, or i'm going to be a therapist i did a biochemistry degree because when i did this about nearly 30 years ago there wasn't many nutritional courses around and now everything's wellness isn't it i mean and it wasn't known so much then 30 years ago, yeah. nobody heard of it. That's I mean, right. you may have done if you went to LA or, That's you know, right, it's, yeah. it's, it's one it of those all things. dieticians, and dieticians yeah. are more the ones that are connected to the hospital. Yeah, exactly. look at things like diabetes specifically or something. So they would look at specific things where a nutritional therapist is trying to holistically look at the body to try and try and help the person who might have, or don't even have to have a problem, they just might want to feel better, have more energy. So you're looking at their diet to try and improve it where there's areas where they might be having too much. So you're looking at the whole person. So I mean, yeah, you know, you yeah. know uh, it's As not just, it's not just sort of, oh, you know, this food does this for, you know, and you need to change your diet. But I mean, it could be, it's, it's, it's therapy, isn't it? That's it's right, like, yeah. so someone's got problems, which, you know, they might bring them to the table, which are not necessarily related to food. That's but right. people don't realise that it yeah. could be related to food. Mm. So maybe not sleeping enough or... Um, just being tired all the time or all of those things that or anxiety realize. isn't yeah, it I mean I know yeah. some people say when they're anxious they eat lots and lots yeah, of chocolate right. yeah. um, and if they're in a heightened state of anxiety all the time then they end up to you know eating a lot of chocolate and then that has you know the sugar effects, rush and all kind of effects etc or some people don't eat the right things or can't eat when they're ex- anxious yeah. and th- that, that could be another thing that's then, and then they're eating the wrong thing when they do eat and also I find with a lot of people now it's time element that they're not eating properly there are a lot of people having a lot of takeaways and not making the effort to cook you know, it's an excuse because we have all got time you can make time to eat properly. well I mean it's really not I mean I, I have to say I mean I'm not the world's greatest cook but I have found myself recently looking at things I can do for myself I mean the trouble is there's so much, many ready meals available yeah, and it's so easy <laughs> but then when you read about what's in them and I mean also the packaging itself is a chemical plastic or whatever and that could leach into the foods and I mean you start to think Christ almighty I don't want that. That's a big problem with the microwave if a lot of people are buying um, ready-made meals that are in a plastic tray and you heat it in the microwave the plastics um, chemicals of the plastic actually go into the foods like you say they leach into the food so you're consuming those plastics. And we don't know what effect they're having because no one's done like a long-term study I mean we are I believe I'm right in saying that fertility is being affected by, um, uh, I don't know if it's oestrogen or phthalate or something like that. You know, it's 
interfering That's and right. there are so many chemicals and things in the environment now um, that it's quite scary isn't it so That's I think does that come into your yes of course I'll be looking at that sort of thing I look at liver health because the liver's the one that's dealing with all the overload of toxins I mean like you're saying about things like you know there's the reckon so many women on the pill but the pill gets washed into the waters because gets flushed down the toilet when people go well i mean exactly i mean everything's been flushed and everything's in the bloody river because i mean you know they're not even clearing it up are they we know about the recent research with the rivers it's not so good but also things like glyphosate people are right uh, spraying their drives with roundup which is glyphosate which is in the food chain that's terribly terribly damaging isn't it we're eating all that kind of stuff in our food as well which obviously makes poor health and then quality of food is going down yes i mean production so yeah on top um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've been reading about that and it's quite frightening. And it's, it's about how the soil health, um, what goes into the soil goes into us. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the s- stuff that's grown now, the soil is dead. That's right. They just put chemicals and fertilizer. That's right. And, and the produce that comes from there is nutritionally quite useless. Um, whereas if you buy food that's grown on healthy soil, you're getting all the goodness yeah. from that soil. Yeah. So um, that's really it. Now, tell me about this machine you talk about, because you say, I'm testing them. So how does this machine work? It and what are you on, testing for? It works on a bioresonance. So it works on the marine. Now, what's, bio, what's bioresonance? Well, it's like a, a, an electrical circuit resistance in the body. I don't know anything about that. So well, talk me through. The body is electricity, is it? Well, it's like, have you ever seen a, a chart of reflexology where you see a ah, foot pressure points and yeah yeah well they're kind of like meridian energy that flows through the body so we've all made up of energy i know i mean it's, it's quite hard for me to get that i think i'm walking around and i've got all this pulsing energy well, people you know. don't realize but we are we are made up of energy and if you saw an acupuncturist they would put a needle in you they're working on a meridian pathway so yeah. we're all made up of these energies so if you ask the doctor to do an allergy test, they can test the blood, but it's only going to show an actual allergy on the blood test. Well, it'll show, yeah, inflammation perhaps within the blood test, yeah. That's yeah. right, but it doesn't show that. an intolerance. So a no, lot of people no. can have no allergies but be intolerant because of the quality of food or could be they're not digesting food very well because they eat on the run, they eat when they're... Um, not digesting their food well. Um, so all different reasons that people can eat the same foods over and over mm. on a poor digestion, which can lead them to not tolerate food very well. So you build like a resistance. Yeah, so um, my machine then, you hold an electrode in one hand, connected to a machine with the, uh, with the other. Um, it's a lead connected to a machine. So I press me like on the hand with the other, and it makes like a circuit, so that's why it's an electrical circuit. And it's reading against the energy of the body to help to identify a food. So it uh-huh. makes a high noise or a low noise, and if the low noise is saying that food doesn't suit someone, then the true test is them taking the food out of the diet for a few weeks and to see, see what if the problem that they've got gets better. Now someone might say, oh, well, that sounds like a bit, you know, a bit like a sort of, I don't know, there's a lot of people who are very cynical about it. You know, it, yes. you say, oh, that doesn't work. It's got yeah. to be some sort of trick, you know, or it's oh. like, I don't know, witchcraft or whatever, <laughs> you know. A, I mean... It's a it, guidance. It's a gu- You know, say somebody's been to the doctor half a dozen times and the doctor does not give them any help, and then I can test and say, well, it possibly could be lactose or it might be wheat or it might be yeah. gluten. Or, and they don't and know. And they take that out of the diet and suddenly they're feeling loads better. Yeah. Then it's, it's worth a go, isn't it? It's worth a try. I, I think you're giving people people hope 
And oh, I, I would, I, I would say, and also, I mean, I've been reading about this is placebo nocebo effect and how the brain can actually. Well, it's so incredible how we can actually make ourselves ill. Yeah, yeah. And actually reprogram, well. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering whether that is all part of it because it's quite a holistic thing. It may be. Thing. It's possible it may be. Um, and, and you are giving people hope and also hopefully you are getting people to be better. Yeah, people do comment that that's the first time they've ever read labels in, on their food and things like that. They say, oh, I've been shocked, I never really look at the labels on food. I just whiz around the supermarket. Exactly. So you're kind of educating them about what's in their food or what you know is better for them and, that's and when the you look point. at the foods i mean we talk about um processed foods i mean most things are processed and they're, they're, and that's not good for us exactly. because you know you've got all these related chemicals doing god knows what so raw food i mean there's a raw food movement isn't there where people eat Some raw, people food. Love raw yeah. food yeah but i think the more processed it is the more Less beneficial it is. That's but what I've learned. It's also the cocktail of insecticides, pesticides, and things oh, that God. can be a problem. Well, Not they just are. one. It's a cocktail of them. And this is what I've I've found out that that you know they might test one particular chemical, but they don't necessarily test the combination of all yes, of them. That's right, yeah. And it's that that could you know there's an exponential rise in cancers exactly. now. You can say that's well, perhaps because people are living older, but I'm, I don't really think I that that think explains. I know, and, and it's environmental, as, yeah. and I think there's there is something in definitely, in that. Yes, when I look at my um, grandparents' generation, I mean they they didn't have plastics. That's right. Yeah. They didn't have any of these chemicals. They had yeah. organic farming was organic, because yeah. they didn't have artificial fertilizers. Yeah. And you look, their diet was quite restricted. I mean, they, you know, they weren't eating strawberries in December, um, but, you know, or asparagus from Ecuador. Um, But exactly, that's the point. Yeah, and exactly, that's their diet. And I mean, you know, I have to say, my grandmother was 98 and uh, never anything wrong with her. So uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, there were other diseases then. Uh, that could catch you out where we have you know vaccines and so on but um so so this has led you to become quite successful at this well, i believe I was very busy because people keep passing my number on and saying you know saw this lady i felt much better so you know yeah, yeah. so that's how I and i think busy. doesn't that show that we're really not catering for people's needs yeah, within the healthcare absolutely, sector absolutely because people have often been to the gp several times oh, well, nowhere. well gps are overworked and, yeah, and, yeah. and they're not trained to do the holistic whole right, person yeah. Yeah. they're looking to try and find something that they can find something uh, and pinpoint it and then and offer a, a treatment but but it, yeah. you know i think a lot of people's issues are as i say broad and, and holistic yeah. so you know it doesn't work um going to the doctor for 10 minutes because it's not going to alleviate time, no yeah. there's no time i spend at least an hour with each person and so, that yeah. will help yeah. I, I i'm sure that yeah. people would come away feeling at least they've done something positive yeah. towards getting better. Yeah, yeah. And also with your knowledge of food and nutrition, you can point them into a different yeah. way of doing yeah, things. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and you're not judgmental. You're going to say, perhaps you should eliminate that from your diet. Yeah, I try not to be, because, you know, it is hard if somebody likes a drink or they like chocolate or they like something. You try not to say, just don't to give it all up, because they're no. not going to do that. You've got to work realistically with people to see if you can make little changes that can start improvement. 
otherwise it's just too strict and then people don't do it. No. So you've got to be realistic. And I mean, there's plenty of reasons for people not to, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like, car- not carrot and stick, but it's more like saying, look, this is the, this is the path yes. out of this. Yes. But yes. don't worry if sometimes you don't always keep yeah, to the path. Absolutely. I mean, people feel like they're a failure if they don't. No, I mean, that's that stigma. Then, you know, that's, that's, that's the yo-yo dieting thing, isn't it? You know? And a lot of people think that... Um, they've got to do this for life I just say try for a while just to see if you feel better and then Mm. they can decide then if they want to carry on taking the certain foods out of their diet or eating in a different way or and then they sometimes go back to their old ways and feel rubbish so yeah and then people can make the choice so the proof of the pudding is in the eating isn't it I mean this is really fascinating I mean it's an area that I don't know very much about Um, but as I say I mean it's incredible you've been doing it for so long and I didn't know about it well I didn't know because I didn't didn't hadn't bumped into you and I mean you know fancy that you know in a spa so would you would you also recommend to people that they do something physical active oh definitely yeah when you're talking to them about yeah yeah definitely not just because of the physical but the mental health that you get from exercise is so important and is that one of the thing reasons why you took up running yeah probably I think yeah um it also, yeah, I think so. I like sort of swimming, cycling, running. I like sort of... It's being outdoors as well. Yeah, and I being th- outside yeah. is really important. So, yeah. I mean, if your job, you know, I mean, I haven't worked particularly terribly well, um, as the uh, listeners know, um, but I don't think I, I function very well in an office environment because yeah, I feel a little yeah. bit sort of trapped, trapped you know. In, yeah. And I guess, you know, going out and running is a way it's to release like freedom thing. yeah yeah it feels lovely so what's out. the future hold apart from retirement um <laughs> well um i haven't really planned much beyond hopefully just doing it a little bit longer and then see but where what it about goes. did you have you thought of writing a book or doing a podcast or a youtube I have channel written a book but i've never got around to getting it published it's a 30-day IBS diet book, so IBS being irritable bowel syndrome. Well, this is this would be my my dear friend Araminta has had real problems. Yeah. I mean, maybe that would be something for so her. So thirty days for a different menu each day for people who've got um, a bowel problem, and then I wrote in it about and I wrote it. I'd written a lot of it, and I finished it off in lockdown. Mm. I just haven't got around to getting it published. Well, I mean, it's terribly difficult. Yeah. It, it, terribly, is that self-publishing? Or, yeah, I need to do self-publishing. Yeah, I mean, because you you'll be you'll be dead before they get a publishing contract I, know, exactly. I mean so I was going to self-publish it my sister-in-law told me all about how to do it and I just mm. haven't got around to it I got it proofread but I needed so I had some amendments made after that but I really could do that and it proofread again yeah and I mean I'll then I'll have to get it published because you've got you've got a clientele that would would buy, buy it or at least yeah. you know you've got all those people that have come through your doors in the, in the yeah, last yeah. 30 years and I don't know how many thousand people that is but thousands thousands I must have seen thousands and thousands exactly so so that that in itself would you know is a market for yeah, it yeah. um but it, so I need to get it published then. Well, do it. <laughs> yes. You know, time is not on our side. Well, it's certainly not on my side. Um, but, yeah, it, don't put it off. Um, yeah, do yeah. it. Because, I mean, and it's also your legacy. Because I'm thinking in terms of, about, you know, once you're leaving retire. something yeah, yeah. behind. Because, you know, once you've retired, all that knowledge yeah. is going, well, where's it going? But if yeah. you've done the book already, yeah. 
I mean, you might think about doing, you know, doing a little YouTube channel, you know, because the thing about that is, once you've recorded it, you don't have to keep going back to do it. It's the recordings there in perpetuity, or you know, forever. People have said about doing that. Just I don't really know how to do it. Well, I don't. I mean, you might need (laughs) to do a course. He's a bit sort of. Well, you you me. I mean, I'm not terribly good at anything. you know, technical. Anyway, yeah, yeah. well, it's been lovely running into you, yeah, and it's and, been really and nice to um, see you. you know, I'm I'm really pleased because it's it's something very positive, and yeah. um, you know, maybe I, I I could get tested. Yes. I don't I don't know what it's going to find. Well, you never but, know. Um, That's the whole point. I have tried to give up ready meals, and okay. um, you know, I'm doing quite well. I've got one or two sort of recipes I can do. I can make a risotto now, <laughs> which is you know, risotto's hard to make. Well, I don't know. I just bung the rice. And you know, I hope for the best, really, and it, it works out all right. Yeah. Anyway, it's lovely, and yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah, too. and um, maybe we should go for a little night's clubbing sometime. Uh, yes, yes. But probably we'll finish by about I don't midnight because I don't yeah. really not think. Like I, the old days. No, not like the old days. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Vita Anima. My name's Emmanuel Brock. Until next time, goodbye.